Hey guys, GBC Podcast. What number is it? Number 48. Thank you. I'm Courtney Wise. I'm Shane Blankenship. Okay, you have to excuse the way my voice sounds. I know it's probably not as bad as I think it is, but I it's like coming back from being lost. Yeah. So it's just a little... It's a little strange. Yeah. I may be on the way to losing mine because yesterday coaching CrossFit, like it just went cut out yeah. a couple times while I was – but I've got draining some you know, sniffly and, yeah, yeah, oh, my gosh. Yeah, everything is blooming or something's happening right now. Those cotton trees that release the white things and you're, like, inhaling them like, when you're <laughs> – They're everywhere. Outside, it's terrible. Okay, so I have a really cool story, which okay. I've already told you, so you have to pretend like you're um, surprised, okay? Oh, my gosh. Yes. So um, the ladies at church are doing um, the Elijah Bible study mm-hmm. by Priscilla Stryer. And you guys know how much I think Priscilla Stryer like hung the moon. Um, we know she did it. But um, I already did this Bible study by myself. Um, I think it was like December because we did a couple of podcasts mm-hmm. about Elijah. Mm-hmm. And um, what's so funny to me is now I have a, n- a new book and it's with Hannah and everybody. And so I'm sitting here like on the first week of Bible study, the second week of Bible study, doing doing the Bible study. And I'm like, why do I not remember these parts? Because I loved this Elijah Bible study. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, when I get a second, I'm going to go home. And I'm going to get my old Elijah book and I'm going to see like, is it a different... You know, I didn't know if she had like Revised reprinted or, it. Yeah. yeah, and she didn't like those questions. But I'm like, this is a lot of questions. It was like two or three <laughs> chapters. So I go and I look and I realize that there's like 30 pages, Shane. Look at this. Yeah. There's like 30 pages that I didn't write in. Um, and it's just so odd to me that this happened. So I'm like, what, what could have happened between day two of week three? And because I finished the Bible study. I mean, uh-huh. I finished it and I loved it. Well... What happened is, it looks like, what I can tell you is that I had dropped the book, and there's this one page that's halfway um, folded, and I guess I thought that's where I was, which is like day two on week six, okay, or know, week four, or something like that. Yeah. And um, so I thought that's where I was, not really even realizing that I had skipped so much of Elijah. So you have to equate this to like, like your favorite movie. Like what if my favorite movie was like Grease or something? Yeah. And I'm like sitting there telling you all about it. The cars, the hairdos, the <laughs> ladies' dresses, the dances, the cigarette smoke, all <laughs> of it. And you're like, oh, yeah, do you remember the part when Sandy dresses up in a black leather outfit and she's smoking a cigarette? And she, you know, and I'm like, no. I mean, that's exactly what it's like. It's like watching something that yeah. you really enjoyed and not – taking part of it. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm like I'm like what 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 did I just do? All I can think of, Shane, is that it was a god thing. Mm. I got distracted somehow and I dropped my book or something folded the page, right? I put it away. I go back to Elijah, I finish the Bible study. I tell you all about it just like I did Greece. And <laughs> then when I'm doing this with Hannah and the the ladies with the church, like what I needed to learn right now mm. has just emerged. And mm-hmm. it's funny because you, you're like, well, what is it? What's so profound? And I'm like, Ugh. it's the thing that I'm always stuck on. I'm always stuck on faith. Mm. I'm always stuck on how you can just believe. What did you say just earlier? You said it's living like you know. I wrote it down. Living like you know it's true. Mm-hmm. I personally struggle with that. Yeah. And I've, that's the... Um, I think we we struggle with it because we associate faith with hope um, instead of truth. Mm. You know, to have faith in something is is like 
Um, I hope it's true. I hope that um, I hope that God's going to come through. I hope that God's going to do this thing. You know, I believe. I believe He can. I believe He will. Um, but we say that, and I think associate it with with hope. And the thing about hope, and hope is is you know, hope is powerful. Hope is what we have in Christ Jesus. So I, I'm I'm not knocking hope. <clears throat> but if there is no truth, then you have no hope, right? If Jesus is not who he says he is, then you have no hope. If, if there is no resurrection, if that is not true, then you have no hope. But if Jesus is true, if he is who he says he is, if he died, was buried, and rose from the grave, and that's true, then that changes everything. And so I'm encouraged personally because... Jesus is always calling out his own disciples, the first 12, not that we're not disciples. And if you're listening, not that you're not a disciple because we're we're his disciples too. But those first 12, I mean, he's always calling them out for their faith. He's always saying, you have little faith. or Why did you doubt? Or, you know, and we read the stories and think, how in the world could they not doubt? How in the world do they not have faith? I mean, they got to see them, him with their own eyes walk on water. They got to see him, (laughs) you know, they got to see the leper skin you know, miraculously transformed. They got to see the man who was the quadriplegic get up and walk. I mean, they got to see these things firsthand, and in the very next moment, they're they're struggling to believe. Um, they're struggling with their own faith and their own doubt. And so, when Jesus, I think, addresses our faith, he's addressing that. Don't you trust me? It's trust and it's it's trust and it's it's knowledge. It's knowing that it's true. Um, it's not hope. It's truth. Um, and when I live, like I know that Jesus is who he says he is, that he is a provider, that he is a protector, that he is powerful, that he knows the plans that he has for me, that he knows the good that he wants for me. When I live like that and know like that, gosh, it is unbelievably freeing. And I think that's when Jesus says, and you shall know mm-hmm. the truth and the truth shall make you free. There is an unbelievable amount of freedom when I trust Jesus. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree, but I also have to say that if I, like, if I had never had one of these like big experiences and, and earlier I was talking to you about like a moment where you do an about face, mm-hmm. I still don't think that I would, and, and, and I feel like my faith compared to like yours or anyone else's is very small, but I still have a lot more of it than I used to. Okay. Um, but I, I mean, like if, if I'm praying for someone, Shane, I'm praying for them to have like a, a moment with God mm-hmm. that they will say that was the moment that I started following Jesus. Mm. Like it wasn't when I was baptized. Like, you mm-hmm. know, sometimes you just go through the motions, especially when you're younger and you're just planting seeds and doing all those things. You know, we, I, I realize that like my kids are covered by the blood of, of Christ. Like I, I get that, yeah. but for them, I want them to have an experience with God that will no doubt make them be like, I, I know, I know this is um, like what faith is. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can, I, I can pinpoint it. I can mm-hmm. put a dot on a map or, or whatever. And so I, I pray for like a Damascus moment, like a Red Sea moment, a Mount Carmel moment, since we're talking about um, Elijah, you know, where, where there's a moment where you do an about face, mm. you know? Absolutely. I don't think there's anything wrong with praying for someone to have those kinds of moments. Um, now, I, I will say that m- most often 
um, those moments come in unbelievable strife and struggle and trial. Yeah. You know, um, those are the things that end up happening that get us to the place of the turnaround or to get us to the place where we're desperate to see God work. So I don't think there's anything wrong with praying, and I, I, but I, I think that sometimes we could lose sight of that's what, that's what happens, and that's, what, that's where God sometimes reveals himself most powerful when we're willing to open our eyes and look, but it takes the struggle, yeah, and it, t- it takes the strife. But then God uses that to build our faith, so it's necessary. You know, it's necessary that we have those kinds of moments and we go through those things. Um, but also, and I'll interject something here into the, to that thought process, Sorry, we didn't talk about this before because I just now thought Surprise. of it. Um, but now I'm thinking of it in the lines of the disciples who see these aha moments. And they still. <clears throat> who have Red Sea and Damascus kinds of moments. And then the next chapter, Jesus is going, you have little faith. Why did you doubt? Like, I'm like, so tired. Why? I don't understand. I don't. You know, and so they, they have those moments and it comes back to it. So I'm not saying it's the wrong prayer. I don't no, think. I think it's, I think I it's it. great to pray. Um, I think another prayer that maybe we ought to be praying in, in the context of faith is being able to share what we know is true. Okay, I was just going to, okay, so. Give me boldness, Lord, yes. to share. Yeah. Give me boldness to tell your story. Give me boldness to tell them what you've done in my life. Okay, so, okay, the, t- funny you just said that <laughs> because in this Bible study that I missed. Yeah. Okay, um, there's like 10 things that she's asking you and she's like, do you relate with any of these? One, okay, one of them, I too can hear your voice clearly and obey courageously mm. because we know Correct. Elijah yeah, yeah. was like very courageous. Like uh-huh. give me the boldness of yep. Elijah. Um, okay, here's another good one. I too can share my faith without sugarcoating it or being ashamed. And that uh-huh. one kind of put me under the table yeah. because I'm sorry, but being a Christian is not the coolest thing right now. It really it hasn't sure. really been in my lifetime. I don't. I mean, I I personally just don't think that. You know, you were just one of that. Like, oh, she's just like a you know Bible thumper. Mm. Oh, she's just like a super Christian person. Like, mm-hmm. oh, she's doing that thing right now. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? No, absolutely. It's just not the coolest thing. Um, and then where's the other one? The trust. I, too, can stand alone huh, knowing you're with me when, um, uh, wait, you're with me when my trust is in you. Mm-hmm. So I have all, I have all 10 of these things charred <laughs> because I need to work on, on all of those. But they were convicting for me, and maybe they, they are for you. Um, but what you just said about being, like, boldly, be like, you know, Okay, Priscilla, so in the same Bible study, in the same week, I believe, in the video portion of it, which I didn't watch last time, Mm -hmm. she said, will you just do the thing you said you were going to do? And that put me under the table, too. I mean, God's going, will you just do it? Just just don't worry about it not being cool, Courtney. Yeah. Well, and... I'm thinking of Acts um, chapter two now too, um, yeah. chapter two, three, uh, the following chapters, um, as the as the church is 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 you know gaining that ground. The Holy Spirit descends upon um, the the early church, the disciples, um, and now you know converts are being won by the thousands. And what's interesting is there's a moment when um, Peter and John get arrested. And the church goes to praying for them mm-hmm. um, and for their release, and they, they get released. Um, and then they come back together, and in the face of persecution, in the face of everything that is against them, what they are praying for in that moment is not for protection. They're not praying, Lord, protect us and keep yeah. us safe from all evil, destruction, and danger, which is something I pray with my kids every night. Um, they're not praying for that. They're not praying, um, they're not praying God, change their heart. Mm-hmm. 
right? Give them a Damascus and, and I'm, moment. Again, I'm not saying that that's wrong at yeah, all. I think that that's, that's a that's a fine prayer to pray. What they are praying for is give us a boldness to proclaim your gospel. They're See, they're praying. God, give me boldness. God, yeah. God, make God give me what I need to share the message that you put inside me. So I think it comes back in the context of faith is, hey, I know it's true and I'm going to tell it. And then God, I'm going to leave the consequences up to you. I'm going to leave the life change up to you. I'm going to share it. And then I'm just going to trust you to do whatever it is that only you can do with it. Okay. Like mic drop. And that's exactly what Priscilla said. She said, well, you just do the thing you said you were going to do. The holy boldness, the holy courageousness, the holy confidence, you know, and that, that is really something that God kind of, gives you along the way mm-hmm. kind of like little pieces of bread i guess uh, absolutely um along those lines so this sunday i'm preaching make sure that i've got this right yeah luke chapter 12 so i'm preaching from luke chapter 12 it's early on in it but it so in my like just time alone with god this morning um I, f- I just finished up Second Corinthians, which I've been going through for weeks, and I had just so I went back to where I was going to preach at, and then you know, started reading and kind of turned the page. So this is still Luke chapter twelve, and I sent this to Kyle um, this morning. Oh, I sent it to Kyle in light of our our vision investment meeting last night because it just I mean maybe some things were sticking out to me because of that. But he said listen he had to this for like fifteen minutes. He, he did. He did a great <laughs> job. Um, this is um, verses forty one through forty eight in Luke chapter twelve. Now, this is stuff that don't get preached much. Okay. Um, Peter, um, so verse 41, Lord, uh, Peter asked, are you telling us this parable uh, parable to us or to everyone? And so it's, it's following something that he just shared about his return. And then Jesus says this, verse 42, the Lord said, who then is the faithful and sensible manager his servant will put in charge of his household servants to give them their allotted food at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whom the master finds doing his job when he comes. Mm. Truly, I tell you, he will put him in charge of all of his possessions. But if that servant says in his heart, my master is delaying his coming and starts to, to beat the male and female servants and to eat and drink and get drunk, that servant's master will come on a day he does not expect him and at an hour he does not know. He will cut him to pieces and assign him a place with the unfaithful. That's hard stuff. Um, And that servant who knew their master's will and didn't prepare himself or do it will be severely beaten. But the one who did not know and um, and did what deserved punishment will receive a light beating. From everyone who has been given much, much will be required. And from the one who has been entrusted with much, even more will be expected. And what I shared with Kyle was like when I was reading that this morning... Verse 47, 48, the word prepare and the word much stood out to me. Of course, much occurs again and again. Um, But that word of, um, and the servant who knew my master's will and didn't prepare himself or do it, didn't prepare himself or do it, didn't, like, that just, you don't, nobody preaches that. And that servant who knew his master's will and didn't prepare himself or do it, and here's the kicker, Will be severely beaten. Because it doesn't preach. Okay, we aren't really sure what just happened, but we're going to pick up just where we were. Prepare himself or do it will be severely beaten. Yeah. Okay. And so I was making the comment that, like, that's like that. That's hard stuff. That yeah. there's an expectation when it comes to 
our faith, um, that walking by faith requires us to prepare um, and to execute, like to prepare we should we should be preparing to do his will. We know his will. Uh, we know what he wants. We know that what, what we've been called to. So there ought to be some kind of preparation, and there ought to be absolute like execution. Because I mean that's what the that's what Jesus says. He's like the servant who knows his master's will and didn't prepare mm-hmm. himself or do it. Um, so that's two different things: preparation and execution. Yeah, like uh, you have to do the thing that you said you were going to do. Yeah. And and here's the thing, just do something. Yeah. Like and and I don't remember if this was the part where I said, "Do you remember when we did that podcast about imposter syndrome?" Yeah. I wonder if I that don't know. Was... I don't know if we've already talked about that or not. Well, but the, but it is like you're yeah. constantly being like, "Yeah, but does God really want me to do the thing? Am I am I really the person that God?" You know, once is it really me? I mean, I think we talked about that like a little bit earlier. Like, am I am I really the person to tell everybody that five plus five is ten or whatever? Yeah, you know. Um, But I I think we just have to move past that and see what God does with it. Yeah, if it's true, then we're called to share it. And why wouldn't we? And it didn't hit me until you know I'm reading through this and and right now I just didn't draw this conclusion, this connection, but. If you turn to First Peter chapter you know one or whatever, First Peter, Second Peter, Third uh, Peter, because it's in all of them, Peter is living with this sense of urgency that Christ could come back at any moment, mm-hmm. and like the diligence, his his willingness to call people to follow Jesus, to make the message of Jesus known, man, his preparation and execution is pretty apparent because they think that the return of Christ, and he thinks the return of Christ is imminent, and. He must think that because of the passage that we just read. I mean, Peter's the one who's talking to Jesus in this moment. Peter's the one that's asking him questions about it. And he's answering Peter, and all of us get to listen. And Jesus tells Peter as part, you know, as a, as a response to the question that he asked, um, you know, that verse 47, and the servant who knew his master's will and didn't prepare himself or do it will be severely beaten. But the one who did not know um, and did what um, and, and did, what deserved punishment will receive a light beating from everyone who's been given much, much will be required. And from the one who has been entrusted with much, even more will be expected. Like that's the context of it. And so no wonder Peter lives with this urgency that he could be coming back. Like Peter doesn't want to be, he believes that Jesus is coming back. Yeah. So back to our faith thing, right? He trusts that because Jesus said, I'm going to come back. He's coming back. And that is informing his life. It's informing his behavior. It's informing his words. It's informing how he lives his life because he does, he believes Jesus. He trusts. Well, and too, like, you know, right before Jesus went to heaven, he said, go tell the world. Yep. And, you know, although it's been 2,000 years and we're still telling the world, we still have, there was not ever a point that we're not supposed to be just continuing the message. Absolutely. We're still called to share that, that news. And if we believe it. Or are we going to prove to the world that we are pretty much what they thought about us all along? Are we going to are we going to prove to the world that we don't really believe right. what we say? Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Are we going to prove? Yeah. You know. Yes. Um, that we we say one thing, but we don't live like it's true. Like we we talk about it, and we we you know we believe we say that you know Jesus has called us to go into all the nations and tell them. Um, the good news, share the gospel, preach the gospel, make you know disciples, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. We believe that. 
but if we're not careful, we're going to prove to everybody that we don't really believe it. Mm-hmm. We just use it to get what we want. We use it to manipulate or control people, or we use it to, to, to promote our own agenda and that we're not actually waiting for Jesus to return. Yeah. Yeah. We don't, we're not going to do it. We, we say we believe it, but we're not going to do it. We're not going to go share it. Yeah. I like the way you just put all that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's good. Is that, I mean, because that makes it even like more convicting. I'm like, well, and Elijah, do you or do you not? Yeah. You know, what is his, he? I know he says do not waver, but he's like, how long are you going to entertain both camps? I know yep. I'm not saying it the yeah. way he said it. How long it, will you entertain um, or how long will you waver between two opinions? Two opinions. Either the Lord is God um, or Baal is God. And yeah. if the Lord is God, then worship him. And if Baal is God, then worship him. But stop wavering between the two. Yeah, but it's the same thing. It's the same uh-huh. idea, right? Like Totally. Okay. Try like to live that. on both sides of the aisle. Yeah. To use a political term. Oh, are we going to go there? No. <clears throat> no. Um, okay, guys. Well, we're. It, it's just crazy how that cut off. So I'm, it's a little disjointed, but hopefully you were able to follow it through. Um, okay, I want to give them the scriptures. Okay, it was First Peter. You said it really in all of Peter's yeah, yeah. writings, the urgency, but then yep. Luke 12, 40, 41, 41 through 48, 48. and uh-huh. that's the one about being beaten. <laughs> that's so about, don't, yeah, that's the one. <clears throat> that's about Jesus coming back and our responsibility in the meantime. Do the thing that you said you were going to yeah, do. Yeah, the one that pre- doesn't preach good. Okay, well, I'll write those in the show notes. Um, if you like this, send it to a friend or send send a previous one to a friend since this one got... Crazy. Okay, guys, have a great week. Bye.